Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. So I was on Twitter earlier this week. And before I go any further, if you are not on Twitter, do not go on Twitter. Do not spend any time on Twitter. There's very little of value that you will find there. Anyway, if you take one piece of information away from our conversation today, I hope that that is potentially it. That would at least be a value. Um, Before I go any further, if you are interested in watching a video of this, uh, this is the first episode of Money Savage that will actually be on YouTube. So just go to YouTube and search the Money Savage podcast and you will find it. Have the intention of putting up a lot more uh, in the future. So we'll get started with that. So I was on Twitter and um, you'll never know if you've never been on because you're not going to go on. But come with me on this one. Uh, it has this trending area, right? So it tells you what the really hot topics are in the country. And one of the topics was that uh, 401k plans... Let me just get it right here. 401k plans no longer make much sense for savers. And that obviously piqued my interest because I talk a lot about 401k plans and all that good stuff. So, um, and I don't, I don't want to make this like I'm just being a critic. I don't want to just make this like I'm poking holes or, uh, saying that it's not accurate information because I I just don't want to do that. I don't want to be somebody who is, who is doing that, um, who is being critical because this person wrote this article and they put it out in the world. But because they did it, I also want to make sure that it's not giving people disinformation and it's not causing people to stop doing really important activities, particularly in this time that we find ourselves in um, where there is so much uncertainty, so much uncertainty in every aspect of our lives and confusion and non-clarity and all that. Um, and what a 401k does, just fundamentally, a 401k is not good or it's, it's not good or bad, right? It just is. It's an account that allows you to uh, accumulate assets for your eventual one-day retirement, right? One thing a 401k plan does is it allows you to pay yourself first. And we all know that that is something we are supposed to be doing. The money goes directly before it hits my my uh, my bank account, it goes into my 401k plan. So it is automating our savings. It is forcing us to save. So that simply one piece of information right there, or that fact about it, is a very good thing. And then there's great features on 401k plans these days, like auto escalation. So if I start at 5%, well, if there's auto escalation on my 401k next year, it'll go to 6% and then 7% and so on and so forth. So, I mean, it's this whole set it and forget it thing where if I didn't have that, would I automatically be increasing or would I independently be increasing my contribution amounts? I don't know the answer to that. Maybe you would be, maybe you wouldn't be. So simply that fact alone um, is very much a good thing. But then also right now in these uncertain times, you have these enormous, this enormous spike increase in the amount of brokerage accounts being opened up of people, um, for lack of a better term, day trading on accounts like Robinhood, 
And I just don't think that that's a healthy thing. I don't think that that is a recipe for financial success. And then if you go to any financial website these days, literally on Yahoo Finance this morning, had to be 75% of the articles were about gold. And so all we're hearing about is flavor of the month, flavor of the minute. And I bet if you were actually to read those articles, it would be one way that it's a terrible investment. The next would be it's a great investment. All this stuff is so far out of our control. So the idea that 401ks no longer makes sense for most savers, I think is a a potentially dangerous thing. If you look at that and you say, oh, you know what? I was going to start saving in my 401k, but now I'm not because apparently they suck. Or maybe I should stop, whatever. If it causes you to stop doing that, especially right now when we need to be focused on controlling the controllables, we need to be focused on putting money aside if we're able to do that. So um, just food for thought on that. So I did want to get into this article and to talk about, okay, well, why is it that this person is saying that 401k plans maybe don't make that much sense anymore? Um, And fundamentally, 401k plans began, really were popularized in the 80s. And back then, there were a ton of different tax brackets. So the thinking was, when I am in my high income earning years, I'm in a high tax bracket, I want to defer as much as I possibly can, right? And when I go to retire, I'll be making less money, so I'll be able to drop down a bunch of tax brackets. And just to use round numbers, if I was in my working years, deferring at 40% in a 40% tax rate environment. And then I'm retired today in a, let's just say a 20% tax rate environment. It worked great, right? I deferred when taxes were high and I took the money out and paid tax on the money when uh, taxes were low. So that worked out great for me. And the reality today is where are tax rates historically? They're fairly low. And where will tax rates be in the future? High potentially. And nobody knows the answer to that. We do know that tax rates are going to be going up. Um, Where they actually end up going, how high, I have no idea. But the article is correct that if I'm deferring, so getting a tax break on the contributions in a low tax rate environment, and I go to use them down the road in a higher tax rate environment, that doesn't make any sense at all. Okay? So if what we're talking about is the traditional way that we contribute to 401k plans, which is contribution pre-tax, withdraw taxable, withdrawal taxable, well, then that makes sense. Uh, what the article, at least I, I did not see, it fails to recognize that there are Roth-style options within 401k plans these days. And I get a ton of questions about, should I make contributions the traditional way, or should I make them like a Roth uh, IRA contribution? And the difference is just the taxes, right? The traditional way I get a pre-tax, so the contribution is pre-tax, Again, take it out. It's taxable. The Roth way is it's an after-tax contribution. And when you take it out, it's tax-free. Okay? So in that scenario, if tax rates were at 10% right now and I'm making a Roth-type contribution and then I take the money out in 10, 20, 40 years and tax rates are at 50, well, then it worked out great for me because I'm not paying tax on the money that I put in and I'm uh, rather I'm not paying tax on the money that I the money that I take out and any gains that I get okay so for your situation if you're trying to figure that out well that's unfortunately um, 
it's one of those stupid answers that a financial person gives that, that it depends. But it does depend on your situation. I'm not going to answer that question today. But if you do have a Roth option within your 401k plan, and a lot of companies do, um, certainly take advantage of that because, again, all the money that you take out down the road will come out and not be subject to, to your income tax, okay? Uh, if you don't have a Roth option on the 401k plan at your work, ask your employer to consider adding it to the 401k plan. That is not a hard thing to do, okay? So just be proactive and say, hey, um, CEO of company, HR folks at company, it'd be awesome if we had a Roth style option on our 401k plan. How do we go about getting that? And they should be able to take care of that, okay? So that was something in the article that maybe I missed it, but it seemed like they were missing out on the fact that a lot of 401k plans right now do have this Roth option on them. Um, there was a lot of talk about costs and 401k plans, and this is an extremely important conversation to have. I remember um, even 10 years ago trying to figure out how much stuff cost, how much your, your 401k account cost was really hard to do. It was like, this is clear as mud. And that's because there were so many different ways that people were making money. There were so many different fees and expenses being charged on these accounts. There was something called revenue sharing where the mutual fund inside of my 401k, let's just use um, Fidelity as an example. No, that's probably a bad example. Let's just use XYZ Financial Company as an example. That XYZ, inside of XYZ's 401k plan, they had... ABC investments. Well, when you put your money into ABC investment, uh, ABC investment was sharing revenue with ABC. Um, now I've really muddied the water here. The investments were sharing revenue with the actual financial company as well. What that had the impact of doing was making the investments way more expensive than if you were just to go and buy them um, in a brokerage account. So they were way too expensive. Um, and then there were uh, costs to have the actual 401k plan that every individual participant was paying. And that still does happen. There's a lot of different terms for what that's called. But just think about it in terms of my 401k is charging me to just have the account because it costs these financial companies money to actually put a 401k in place. So they pass that along to somebody and all too often that falls on the actual participants so the employees so you and I it falls on us to pay that um, and that's that's really it's really suboptimal and not ideal I think in in a perfect situation the company should be paying all those fees and all those costs and not passing them along to the actual participants um, and that's a big gripe from this article, and I definitely agree with that. So there's that. Um, and there's also the issue of your financial professional. If, in fact, there's a financial professional who's helping your company to manage the 401k plan, how is that person getting paid? Are you the participant paying that fee? You potentially are. And I tell you what, if you are paying that fee and you never have any interaction with that financial person, well, that's not fair. That's not appropriate. Uh, that's another fee that the company should be paying. All right. Uh, the article did mention that it's something like 3.5% that a lot of 401k plans 
um, the, those were like the total fees going to the participants that the participants were actually paying. Um, and I hope that, that, that that's not true because that's a huge number. That's a ridiculous number. If you and I can go open a brokerage account at Vanguard for probably 15 bucks a year and buy an S&P index fund in that account for four basis points or two basis points or whatever, so almost free, then it's pretty ridiculous that it's 100% ridiculous. It's robbery. It's it's unjust to be thinking about paying three, one and a half, two, three, three and a half percent. So 100%. Um, that's super important. The good news is, is that you know what those fees are. You get something called a fee disclosure document every year. The technical term is a 408B2 fee disclosure document. So you get that every year if you don't. And you know what? As I say that, it's one of the freaking 5,000 emails that you get or one of the 50,000 emails that you get. So super easy to lose that. If you are curious how much your 401k is costing you, talk to, again, your leadership at your company and say, hey, I'm trying to figure out how much the plan costs. Can you please send me the 408B2 fee disclosure? Or you can reach out directly to the record keeper, which is the financial company. So if you work at Amazon and Amazon has their 401k with Fidelity, Amazon is the plan sponsor. Fidelity is the record keeper. You can ask Amazon for the 408B2 fee disclosure. You can go to Fidelity and say, hey, my name's George Grumbacher. I work at Amazon. I want to copy the 408B2 fee disclosure. So uh, if you have a hard time tracking that down, you can email me and I will help you track it down so you will know. You can find my email address in the notes of the show. So... All right. Um, so transparency is super important. I want you to know how much everything costs. You really got to know your facts here. Um, I just want to make sure I'm going through my notes here that I hit on everything that's that's important, at least from my perspective, what's important. Um, obviously, not obviously, but if, if your 401k plan, if it offers you a match or a profit sharing, that that, that, that is free money. You need to take advantage of that. So yet another reason that 401k plans will always make sense for savers because sometimes, hopefully, um, more as we come out of this, if we ever come out of this, there'll be an opportunity for you to get free money. And if you are not taking advantage of the match on your 401k, well, shame on you. You need to start making contributions enough to take advantage of that match. And you can, again, talk to your your HR folks, you can talk to the record keeper and say, hey, I'm trying to figure out how much I need to be contributing to my 401k plan to make sure I take advantage of the full match. And they'll be able to tell you that, okay? Um, there's probably some kind of a formula, but not rocket science. You'll be able to figure that out. You're listening to the show, so that means you're a super smart person, right? All right. Um, so again, appreciate Somebody writing an article like that so that you maybe get the conversation started and say, okay, should I be thinking about a 401k? And if it causes you to look into your 401k to really understand the fees and the expenses and to maximize that and to potentially even lower them, well, that's that's all the better. There are a lot of 401k plans that are older plans that have not uh, been subject to fee reductions. 
And today there's all these new financial technology companies that are popping up, which are in the 401k plan space, which are in fact reducing the amount of money that it costs. So you're saving more money. Um, all right. So that is that in, in these tough times, we just need to be focused on controlling what we can control and the savings rate that you have, how much you're saving, putting aside is one of those controllables. So I want to help you live how you want. And the only way to do that is to know how you want to live. Spending too much time on social is your daily screen time over two hours. Are you a little bit overweight? not saving enough money, any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.